0: Hey guys, I'm Lindsay.
1: And I'm Nick.
0: And this is Get Busy Flying, a super casual podcast about us both getting our private pilot's licenses. Is this? Is that how you say it? Private
1: pilot license.
0: Yeah, so this is how it's gonna go. Basically, after every single one of our lessons, we get together as a married couple and chat about our experiences. We hope you like the journey. Hey. Boy, it
1: sure is late
0: <laughs> I was just thinking how I haven't been out this late in a long time yep. And yeah, we're recording this podcast at 11.30 at night Which, I mean, that's old, or that's old <laughs> That's, that's late.
1: late for us old that folks That's
0: late for us old folks Dude, it's because What I, did you do tonight, honey? I did my first night flight uh, was a night cross country with my instructor and my husband and my dog down to brownfield which is just right on the border of uh mexico i gotta say dude that was one of the coolest things i've i've done ever that was that was up there
1: yeah it was beautiful
0: i know one day i'll just kind of not trip out on it you know it'll be just nothing burger one day but man that was the coolest fucking thing <laughs> flying at night and, and like being the 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 dude flying like what <laughs> I'm a little sleepy i'm tired right now my brain's not really working Are you a little delirious i'm a little bit delirious so um i went from being pretty nervous actually um to absolute what the hell am I doing when we actually turned the plane on and started taxiing. I, I just was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. We're, I felt like we were going into a cave underwater. Like it was dark. We had this little tiny spotlight and I'm starting to like drive the plane. I I just... Thought this is just not gonna work.
1: Yeah, and your plane didn't have any dash lights, oh, so you're that. flying with fucking headlamps.
0: My instructor was right. Yeah, I think a couple episodes ago, I discussed how, when I learned that we were gonna actually have to fly with a headlamp on, I kind of, I may have just cried a little bit. He wasn't lying. I flew with a fucking headlamp on the whole time today. <laughs>
1: Quality equipment we have.
0: <laughs> so I, I flew with the red light on on my headlamp, and he had a headlamp too, but his red light was so bright, I just asked him to turn it off. Didn't really need it. Um, but dude, from the taxiing to the takeoff to probably the first 20 minutes of flying, I was tripping out. I was tripping out. What the hell? <laughs> am I doing? And you know, it didn't start off too good on the takeoff either. I, uh, you know, I had a passenger in the back and I think I may have trimmed out a little bit nose high for takeoff. I fucking heard the stall warning horn when we were 30 feet off the ground. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. We're st-. like, i rotated at 55 and I think We were still, we may have been at less than that. I don't know what we were at, but I just damn near stalled the plane on takeoff. And I realized, like, I think I just trimmed it super nose high. But the visual of it being nighttime and then having you in the back, uh, everything was just really strange. Because, you know, as you're rolling down the runway, the lights are on the side of you. You know, you have a really good visual of the center line. And speeding up and the lights f- like whizzing by you on the right and the left. And then as soon as you take off, it's like you're just ascending into darkness.
1: Into the into the abyss.
0: It's so weird. It is so weird. So, so weird to like kind of just, I'm um, going into the black. But uh, oh, what an awesome experience. I... I I, I can't get over I can't get the stupid grin off my face. I loved it so much. That was rad. So I feel really proud of myself. I think I did really well tonight. You did. You did
1: fantastic.
0: I felt sharp. Um I I I just like I just felt like I was on it, man. I, I'm Redeem myself from my last couple of flights, especially my last cross country where I wasn't very sharp. I was super sharp. I spent all day today preparing for this damn flight. Um, And so I made sure that my brain was working well. Uh, One of the most insane feelings though, was like knowing that we're descending for this airport that... I think I see, but I'm not really sure what I'm seeing. And I, even though I wasn't entirely sure, you know, I just started into my pattern. You know, I remember kind of being a little bit confused even once the lights came on. And what did he call it when we turned on a downwind? A black hole approach. Because it was black
1: Yeah, there's no lights around Brownfield. No. Or very little, I should say. Only
0: once you go a little further south and it's Mm. all Tijuana. I mean, it was right... Like, there was planes approaching coming into Tijuana, and I couldn't tell if they were coming into land at Brownfield or at TJ or what. But as we're on downwind, like, dude, it's just black out in front of me. I had no reference for anything other than I just had to shine my... Stupid red headlamp down at the altimeter and make sure that I was you know not descending or too quickly and you know just to make sure everything was cool but um I flew my approach pretty good. We landed on two six right and um it was an eight thousand foot runway and super wide, I forget how wide it was, but like really really wide and so my first night landing and I had the visual that we were like too high you know Mm -hmm. and he pretty much landed it for the most part like he was the one flaring and I'm I remember going you're ballooning us up he's like no I'm not (laughs) And, and like my hands and feet were on the controls but he basically did it um and I my sight Picture was just kind of off. Were you able to see out? You weren't. It's hard to
1: see from the back. I'm just looking out the side and it looked good to me. I, you know, I I can see the ground coming at the wheels and yeah, it's all right to me. When you were saying we were ballooning up, it didn't look like we were ballooning up. It's possible.
0: Yeah. My, I mean, my, it was just weird. It just felt weird. It looked weird. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, we took off and, and our whole goal for the flight back was we were going to, Fly through the Bravo Airspace um out over the Bay, like Coronado Bay area, and pass right over San Diego International Airport. And apparently this was some, you know, more complicated uh stuff, for lack of a better word, because I'm tired. And John pretty much insisted that he would do the first contact with the um North Island Tower, and then he would also do the Conversing with uh, uh, oh my god, what's it called? Lindbergh Tower, the San Diego Lindbergh. I'm not sure. Oh, shit. yeah, Lindbergh Tower at San Diego International. And you know, I respect why he wanted to do that communication because he was asking for a um taxiway delta trans or b- the bay tour to fly out over the bay and then um you know, make kind of like make a right and what he called it the taxiway delta transition, which essentially means we're we want to fly right over the international airport at the Delta Taxiway, which is at the end of the runway. And uh we were kinda low, what, seventeen hundred feet? Mm-hmm. So he did all of that and by the time he was done requesting all that and, you know, we were out of their airspace, I was like, fuck, I you know, I totally could have done that. It was just Complicated. And I think it was fun for him. He like to he was excited about this flight. He loved it. He was excited about how comp- complex it was and I mean the fucking airspace down there is, is insane. It would have been really nice to have a an actual like tech chart. Um, you know, in our pre flight planning we were using the sectional and for flight so we could zoom in. But yeah, there's a lot of airspace rules and and uh, things to consider down there. So I get why he did it, but in hindsight, I think I would have been very capable of that. Like I, um, it, where I was at in my brain tonight, I thought that I could have done that. He may have had to have come on and like helped me a little bit, but I kind of wish I would have.
1: Next time, next time we go something. do yeah. a night flight down there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be me
1: but... and you trying to figure it out. <laughs>
0: What is that thing that John said?
1: The taxi Delta. <laughs> Something
0: what? what? Oh, it's just so cool. Um, man, I just, I just loved it, and we just came home, and we talked a little bit about emergency procedures, and we flew right through Rainbow Pass, right over Celine's house again, almost nearby. I mm-hmm. I thought about texting her and being like, "Hey, you should, you should uh, look out the window," but I didn't realize how late it was. We landed at French Valley at 10.15. Holy shit. Um, I'm bouncing around a little bit. But what I wanted to say was that when we were coming into French Valley, it was actually kind of busy. I think there were like three or four planes in the pattern at mm-hmm. 10 p.m. Because it was such a beautiful night. It was l- calm winds. Absolutely. um uh, b- beautiful, gorgeous sky, like perfect night to fly. So I think a lot of people were out there flying, getting their landings in or there were currencies or who know, who knew, but, uh, John complimented me on my approach in for the most part, like setting up right and doing the, getting, you know, into the pattern at the right altitude. But of course, as I was coming in, I kind of saw it wrong a little bit at the last second, of course, after he complimented me and, uh, you know, kind of set up a little bit, too far downwind, I guess you would say, Mm. right? Yeah, not much. Well, you were entering
1: your 45 on the the upwind side of your landing instead of entering at midfield, so.
0: Yeah, I was just kind of seeing it wrong there, but uh, up until then, it went well. Anyway, I flew my pattern freaking pretty good, came in a little bit high on final, but um, apparently, I'm still not sure if I believe him or not, but he says I landed it. 100% 100% he didn't touch it Touch the controls at all
1: That was a good landing
0: Yeah it wasn't too bad A little bit fast But like for my first time landing at night by myself mm-hmm. Like what a trip coming in And and uh, trying to be disciplined with not looking right in front of you And you're seeing just these lights whiz right. by you on the right and left and I do remember one of my memories from that landing was that I wasn't as disciplined on the rudders as I normally am in the daytime. So um uh I, I did float uh, off the center line and I, I just wasn't even as concerned. I should have been more concerned because it was fucking dark. But like... I was so preoccupied with flaring at the right time that, yeah, my rudder control was a little bit off. Did you notice we were kind of off center?
1: It's hard to see from the back. Oh,
0: duh. Of course. Anyway, and that was it. Yeah. Flight over. I feel like it Two was- Two hours? A, 2.1 hours. Yeah. I feel like it was a dream. Now that it's over, I feel like I dreamt it. It
1: was a good dream.
0: It was a good dream. <laughs> So, are you glad that you went and you experienced a night flight totally. before you get yeah, to do it?
1: No, I'm. I'm stoked to be able to test fly it before I have to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It made me feel very empowered to get out there and do it first. Um, you know, not having done that at all, but man, it did did give me a little bit of nerves leading into it. I felt underprepared, but uh, nailed it. Nailed
1: it. <laughs> and I, she was eyeballing every airplane she's like is that oh traffic God. is that traffic anything we need to worry about and he's like they were like 50 miles away. <laughs> that like,
0: happened three times. Yeah. The best one though was when I was on downwind at French Valley yeah. and I see a plane. There was a plane that I thought for sure was also on final. On final. I thought they were on final. There was a plane landing on short final but there was another plane that was totally on final and I'm like dude is that guy on final? At, and we're at French Valley, and John goes.
1: He's over Ontario. He's
0: he's um he's over Ontario right now, and Nick <laughs> just started laughing. <laughs> like yeah. you guys need to eat a dick, both of you.
1: <laughs> hey, nobody I'd, can fault you for having your head on a swivel. Oh,
0: but that's what John was saying. Like it's so much easier to see traffic around you, but it's really hard to see the airports. We were practicing. Um, locating all of the rotating beacons you know like the green and white rotating even since we've been flying around there quite a bit you know i knew kind of where the airports were Mm -hmm. so actually being able to locate them was interesting to me but uh, i loved it i loved flying at night i don't know how confident i will be to do that alone but um yeah i don't know i guess we'll see we'll get it we'll get it Alright, well we fly, we both fly on Saturday. Hopefully you solo.
1: Hopefully, yeah. oh, the wait. weather's good.
0: Have we mentioned yet that you didn't solo the other day?
1: I don't know. We're mentioning it now. I, <laughs> I didn't solo the other day.
0: Yeah, Nick showed up. Maybe The weather we did. was
1: shit. So, or the winds were shit. I flew for .7 hours and we were like, well, it's too windy. You're not soloing, okay. so that was it.
0: That was it. I was there. Mia was there. We were going to record his experience, and it was a bit of a letdown. But uh, the plan is to solo Saturday as long as the winds cooperate and the weather cooperates. So that's two days from now. We'll see. All right. Sayonara. See ya.